There we go. We got some people in the back that are excited. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. A lot of you are close to this. If you can squeeze in so that if anybody comes in, um, you know, 35 minutes late, they have an easy place to find a seat. Um, and so um, today we are launching into 2018 uh, with a question Sunday. And if you have not been here for a while or you missed our question Sunday from last, uh, from last year, essentially what today is, is I understand that throughout the course of the year, as I and the team that I've pulled together, as we teach through God's word, not every question that you have gets answered. And so today is a day to put those out there, um, to have an opportunity to ask the question that you've been wondering for a long time potentially, and hopefully getting an answer to that question. Here's what I can, here's what I can promise you. When you get that answer, it may not be an answer that you like, but it's an answer that you need to hear. It's an answer that's going to point you in the direction of Jesus because our four panelists that are coming up here today to answer your questions are going to point you in the direction of Jesus. And so then your decision is, what do I do with that? Do I obey and follow that? Or do I continue to live the lifestyle that I am not knowing or not, not liking the answer that I got to the question that I had? And so with that being said, um, what I need everybody to do um, is uh, we're, you're going to submit your questions via text message. Here's the other cool thing. I promise you, this is, this is Ryan Shumway not lying to you. This is completely anonymous. When I, get, when I get the question, it just shows the question that comes through. It doesn't say what number it came from, or it doesn't even have like an emoji that's been assigned to certain people. It is 100% anonymous. And so if you're like, man, I've got a really good question, but I don't want people to know that I asked that, we won't know who asked the question. I'm not smart enough technology-wise to like get into it and dig into it and figure out what cell tower it came from and then trace it back to you. It's completely anonymous is what I'm getting at. And so um, if you have, here's, here's what I need everyone to do. If you have a cell phone, take it out. And I need you to text Ryan Shumway 672. There's no spaces in that. That's in your message box. In the two number, it goes to 37607. Okay? What you might find is as you punch in that number, it may have saved it as if you submitted a question last time. It might still be in there. But go ahead and send that. And then that opens you up to the, to the, um, to the poll that the, the questions, that you can submit questions, okay? And in this time, I'm going to ask my panelists to come through. Marshall, will you grab my Bible and my laptop right up there? But all my panelists, come on up here and grab a seat. <clears throat> no pressure. There we go. J.P. Fuller's lost. He's like, where do I go? I don't know what to do. Three of you on the couch, one of you in the chair. You can decide what that is. There we go. <clears throat> there you go. Well, that's the couch from my office. So if you guys really enjoy it, you can come talk to me in my office. <clears throat> All right, so <clears throat> there you go. Carmen, that is for you. Marshall, reach over your head. There's one up there for you. So the guys have one mic. The ladies have one mic. There you go. That's teamwork right there. <clears throat> All right, so let me open up the poll here. And so what I want you guys to do is to start uh, sending in questions in just a moment. I'll let you know. Um, obviously, the Internet's running slow today, as it would. As it would. But in the meantime, I want to introduce you guys to these panelists, uh, quick introduction, and then I'm going to allow them to quickly introduce themselves as well. Um, and so these are some of, some of my favorite people. And so, you know, before, I'm going to just let you guys introduce you. Let's start with Emily and work your way down. After you introduce yourself, I'll make funny comments on it. I'm Emily, for those of you that don't know me. She's um, my wife. Ryan's wife. This is Judah in here. Woo! Even um, better. And Ryan and I have been married for eight Almost years, nine. Almost nine. I got that wrong last year. It was great. It's awesome. Um, yeah, what else do you want to know? Um, I'm a what teacher in Perry, and I've been teaching for nine years, and I teach eighth graders, so I to hang yeah. out with crazies all day. If you need math tutoring, Emily's the place to go. She it. knows it all. Fantastic. I'm Carmen Beasley, and I'm the women's ministry director here. Um, I have... I have four kids, but my family's grown to eight now because the oldest three are married, and uh, the youngest one is about to get married. She's mm. engaged. So I, I actually had four teenagers in one year, Ryan. I don't know if you know that, and I did refer to that as the dark year. <laughs> the dark year, yes. That would be an awesome year for me. <laughs> so this, um, right as I came on the team, um, Carmen joined the team. And the reason I let, let her introduce herself is because everyone makes fun of the way I say women, okay? Um, and so I try and limit saying Wait, women. Wait, say that again? Women. 
Okay, that was like, pretty it's good. It's women, but it's women. That's how I say it. But Carmen joined the team and, and has done an awesome job um, with our ladies' ministry um, here. And so one of the things, real quick, talk about next. Coffee with Carmen on Saturday, yeah, 930. Tell... It's been really good. There we go. Yeah, this, you know what, this coming Saturday, it's for real. And this Saturday, we're talking about food fixation, healthy relationships with food. And we have Asherita Chuchu come in. She's written a book on the topic, and we'll be discussing with, with her. It's very casual, come as you are. We'd love to have. It's girls only, though. There you go. Here's the other thing, too. Ladies, if you are playing, I, I want to encourage you to go to that. Every time Emily has come home from that, she goes, man, our high school girls need to be there need to hear what's happening. Um, you, if, if, you, if you find yourself as a female in this room, you are also under Carmen's umbrella in ladies' ministry. You know, I mean? You're not just a high school student. You also find yourself as a female. And so you need to hear what she is teaching and the people that she's bringing in to share these things for you. And if you do, it's Coffee with Carmen. Text me and say, I am going in, on honor and honest. I will buy your coffee. I'll, give, I'll send you a Starbucks card oh, wow. to buy some coffee on your way in. Guys, sorry nice. you get to sleep in, though. So, um, so if you are a lady and you don't have my number, you're like, Ryan, I'm going to that. Give me your number so I can get free coffee. Let me know that as well. Marshall. Uh, yeah, my name is Marshall Mason, and I got to work with Ryan before he came to be your guys' pastor. I got to work with him at another church uh, for a year. Uh, he was my intern for... For about a year. <laughs> no, I got the uh, Ryan was my boss for about a year, and we got uh, no work done. No work done. Play a lot of Madden Mobile, <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. I got him coffee, and we we got to. But he was the best man in my wedding, and so yeah, he we're, we're closest thing to a brother I've ever had. So. Yeah. Marshall would have been my best man, but he was 12 at the time that I get married, so it would have been a little bit weird. The other thing too, I taught Marshall everything he knows about working out. So if he looks good, you can thank me. That's that's all, Marshall, um, and he's been growing his hair out. Just admire that 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 Thanks, mane man. he's got there. Thanks, it's beautiful. Man. Yeah, nice. All right, um, my name is JP Fuller, and um, I'm married to Jamie in the back. Woo! Uh, this July, 20 years this July. So uh, I have Chloe, who's a senior, and Claire, who's a freshman, and Jack, who's next door. He's a seventh grader, and um, been involved with GSM for years now it's been a blast and I know a lot of you guys out here from middle school Dylan what's up and uh so yeah it's great to be here I work at Diebold too so that's about it fantastic so um I I think these four people um are four people who from my experience are are chasing after Jesus um, and you have different experiences and different life stages that they, they all represent and, and, and great things that they bring to the table. And so it's my hope that we can utilize all of them, the things that God has taught them in their journey um, to really equip you guys. And so here's the thing. There's no, one, there's no one in the crowd who identifies as a student who's as old as these people who have been 19. You guys have not been 19 or 20 or 21 or for some of you, actually all of you, you've never been 30 or beyond. But they have. Some of them have. And so allow them to look at, your, at their experience and impart some things on you that they say, hey, this is a great place to avoid. And so, uh, so I'm really excited for this day. And so we're going to jump, jump in. Um, your guys' questions are coming through, some great questions so far. Um, but so panelists, here's the other thing too. I may direct a question at you, or I just may pose a question and feel free to jump in. Or if I ask another person a question and you go, man, I've got a really good answer, don't be afraid to jump in on the back end. And so this is, this is a, a, a great one to start out. It says, other than prayer, how can I help someone who has a skewed viewpoint of God? So I come up from a family background where I have a lot of crazy cousins, um, that is a, a really hard place to be. Um, one of the things that Ryan and I have worked on is simply being present in someone's life and being Jesus in their life and loving them where they're at. Um, because one of the things that we need to show is how Jesus loves. Because if they don't feel that love, they're going to look at Christ. They're going to look at Jesus. They're going to look at church as judgment. Um, and, I mean, that, that is the single most important thing in my mind um, that, like, they need that love because God's love is powerful. 
That was so good, Emily. And you know what I would add to that is that uh, because they need that love, you also need that love and need to be grounded in God's word, that you need to be grounded in his love and know who you are in Christ, too. So being here, like, I'm super proud of all of you for just being here and seeking him out in this way. Um, yeah, being grounded in the word is good because, you know, whenever I think about people in my life who don't know Jesus, friends that I love, um, people that I've grown up with, i got to realize that um, there's a good chance that they may never come to church. There's a good chance, a better chance that they'll never open up their Bible. Um, but i got to realize and be honest with myself that they're studying my life. And so um, carrying yourself with character and integrity, um, especially in high school. Um, you know, I'm five years out of high school now, um, which is a crazy thing about. But, like, you know, there's so many opportunities for you to take shortcuts and for you to um, <clears throat> excuse me, for you to uh, just um, compromise. You know, I, I feel like that's, they want to see that in you. They want to see you compromise um, this God um, because it makes them feel better about themselves. And so I, I, I would just encourage you to continue to um, just love them the way that Jesus will love them and just continue to care, carry yourself with character um, and integrity because uh, they're watching and they're paying attention. Yeah, it's funny, this is a good question because Jamie and I have been talking about this lately with some neighbors that we just really care about and trying to kind of further the conversation about the Lord. And I think just looking for the opportunity too when the Holy Spirit prompts you to, to say maybe the hard thing, to be bold and, you know, to ask them where they're at in their life with God or what do you think about God? And it's hard to do. It's hard to do when you're 40. 45. It's hard to do when you're 18, but, uh, you know, you know when the Holy Spirit kind of prompts you that you should say something, and then you don't, and you feel bad. You're like, oh, man, that was my spot, you know, and as the relationship grows, as you care about them, you know, they're not a, those people aren't projects. They're people that you love, and as that relationship grows, you'll have better conversations, but, uh, and taking opportunities, you know, like, like Marshall was saying, get them, invite them to church, uh, you know, bring them to things at the church, and, and get them involved, and, and I think on that note, like having someone in your life that is pouring into you, whether that's a D group leader or Ryan or myself, um, who can who you can talk to about those situations. Like I have a really good friend in Pittsburgh who, like I call her and I'm like, hey, I don't know how to approach this, and I need you to speak truth and I need you to speak Jesus to me so that I can turn around and speak that to family and friends. Yeah, I, I think you know less people are going to come to Christ from getting hit over the head with a Bible or being like, you know, preached at. I mean, it's going to be more about loving them and being their friends, you know, and walking through them hard things with them when other friends turn their back. Um, I remember being in college. I had a tough time in college. And, you know, the friends that I was kind of running with, when I had a hard time, they were nowhere to be found. And the friends that I kind of walked away from, they were the ones that were there to support me. So being friends to people when they're having hard times, that, that will that'll just spur on better conversations in the relationship too. So... That's great. That's great. Can I, um, can I say one more yes, thing? Yeah, I think just to knowing in my life, I think it's so important to, uh, because you said other than prayer, what can we be doing? But I don't want you to, to underestimate that. Um, man, praying is, and it can be so discouraging. Uh, you know, I got a list of, of 10 people in my life who don't know Jesus, and I try to pray for them every single day. Um, and although they don't, they're not there. A lot of them are not there. Um, I can see things happening. I can see them, um, little things like happening. And, and my wife, Michelle, will say, well, that's, that's unlike them. And I'm like, claim it. Uh, yep, that's because I've been praying for them. Uh, but no, it's, it's just so important. And, um, and my pastor, he, he says, uh, and don't use this as a cop-out. I want to use this to, to challenge you. But he says that um, we are foolish to try to invite people to church or even engage in spiritual conversation with people if we're not praying for them. Um, and so don't use that as a cop-out. It's like, oh, I shouldn't invite them because I've been praying for them. But you take that as a challenge to say, okay, I need to, I need to make a list of my friends. And if I'm serious about them, that, that I am God's plan to, to plant seeds and, and water that seed, then I need, to, I need to get serious about praying for them. 
That's great. So, uh, Carmen, I have one for you to start off. Um, this was one of the first questions that came in. Um, what does the Bible say about, we- about women um, having a role in ministry? What does oh. the Bible say about women having a role in ministry? Yeah, well, I think the Bible says a lot about all of us serving the Lord. And that is, yeah, that's, that's that, whether you're a woman or a man, we are all called to, to serve Jesus. Mm. And uh, so that gender is somewhat irrelevant. And we see that in Galatians that we, you know, what is that verse? I'm spacing it, Ryan. But in Galatians 4, I think it is, that talks, no, right, no longer man, woman, slave, free. Um, we are one, so there is certainly a place as women that we should be serving, serving the Lord, and uh, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And I think on that, too, with ministry doesn't have to be just inside the walls of the church. I mean, I look at, I teach eighth graders all day, um, and I try to show them Jesus every day, all day. Um, it's not just here's everywhere that you are, Jesus should be right there with you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that, Emily, because, it, and I'm sure that Ryan would say the same thing. Like my, the most important ministry that I've had in my life has been pouring out into my family and my friends. And I'm sure that, you know, even being a youth pastor here, you still put Emily and your children yeah. first. So, yeah. Um, that scripture is Galatians 3.28. It says, um, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is, only, uh, there is no male or, and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So yeah. thank you for that. And can I just say, like, if you, you know, I don't know who asked that question, but if it's something that you're feeling called to ministry and you're thinking ahead about that, then continue to pray about that because, yes, there is a place for women in ministry and women serving in the church prepare um and i th- just because i'm i'm getting i'm going to school right now and we get to learn about this sort of thing and uh so no doubt there's probably women in this women whoa, whoa yep. man got him uh stuck him in <laughs> uh into there, there are are ladies in the room who are definitely called to ministry and let me just say to to do your homework um and yes, you will, like, if you, if you Google, you will find many people who are against women in ministry. But if you were to, like, there's always a couple of those verses that Paul's like, women should be silent um, in the church and things like that. And, um, and you just got to, you know, there's a number of things that we can go down. But just I, I feel like it's appropriate to hit on it. Um, one, when Paul's writing letters to people, he's writing into a specific situation. We have no idea what was happening in those situations. There could have been... Uh, a specific woman who was way out of line and or uh, and the other thing that that I just learned recently too is that Paul was so ahead of his time um, intellectually in, in the way that he thought and he knew that women were so in that culture it's just the way it was they were so um, they just did there was no respect for women and he knew that um, that in that time period those that culture was not ready for women and for women leadership and ministry and so all that to say, there are many, uh, I just don't want you to ever get discouraged whenever people throw because they're going to, they're going to throw that at you. They're going to say, um, this is not your place. You need to be silent. Look at what Paul says. He says it, argue against, you know, and so just do your homework, pray about it, surround yourself with women like this who will love and encourage you because I have an aunt that is a pastor and, um, she just constantly gets ridiculed, constantly gets tore down. And so surround yourself with people who are going to love and encourage you. You can hang on to it. Um, so there are so many good questions. So here's, I want to start here. There are so many good questions coming in that we can't possibly answer them all in this time. Um, but know that we're going to continue to work towards that. Um, <clears throat> one question that a lot of you are co- have coming in, I would love to hear your opinions. Um, and here, b- before I share my heart on it, um, but a lot of people coming off of that question are, um, uh, are saying, you know, why can't women be pastors? Um, why is it that um, women can hold ministry roles but not the role of a pastor? If any of you want to jump in there and take that one, um, and then I'll, I'll speak my heart into it. Um, and then here's the other thing I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to, I would, I would love to, um, Dane Olfen, I need you to come up here and ha- help me answer this one. 
um, as well. And so collect yourself, get yourself ready, take it away, and then we'll run with it. Dun, dun, dun. These are hard questions, Yeah, guys. they are. Same where you have uh, to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's praying. Aw. Dane, it's good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Give it for Dane Offen, the one and only. I'm going to steal Mike. Thank you. Uh-oh. He's prepared. No, I'm not prepared <laughs> at all. All right, that's for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what I can. Um, so this is this is this is something that I've done very um, and I'm, I'm ashamed, but it's, I'm gonna be honest. This is something that I've done very little study on. But this is what I believe my heart is: is that that we are all called to ministry, um, and it doesn't matter what you're labeled, whether you're labeled a pastor or a shepherd or whatever. If you are following after, like technically, my my current. My current role is a director. I am not technically a pastor yet. There are certain things that I need to do. But here's the thing. When I introduce myself, I say that I'm a pastor because what I do is I pastor people. Uh, whether you pastor them or not, it doesn't matter. And so um, I heard a, a really um, wise guy one time that he got this question. Um, and his response, I, I, I like it because it makes sense um, biblically. And so, um, so his response was, the reason that, we don't, uh, that, that some churches don't identify ladies as pastors is because as we look in, in, in God's word, there's none of the disciples um, and none of the, the major contributors to God's word were female. And if God wanted women to be in prominent leadership roles as the leader, um, then he would have let us know that by giving us, by giving us a, a, a glimpse of that in God's word. It does not mean that ladies cannot lead, but I think some of, the, some of the big places where you need to understand is there are a lot of places to lead, even though it may not fall under the context of on the pulpit preaching on a consistent basis. And so um, that's, that's my heart on it. I could, and here's the thing. I could read something in God's word that completely changes my mind. I have yet to encounter that. That's where I stand. But here's the thing. That doesn't mean, hey, you need to sit back and just let men lead. I want you, here's, here's what I encourage you ladies to do. Lead at such a high capacity, it causes the men and the ladies around you to step up in their leadership as well. Um, that's in the church and outside of the church. Yeah. Carmen, take oh, it away. Yeah, no, I, I so agree with that, Ryan. And I just wanted to encourage women in the room that never discount the influence that you have, mm. the power that you have to influence uh, the people in your life, whether they are men or women. It's a huge gift from the Lord that we have been given this uh, influence. And I know that, it, I, I mean, I always go to, okay, what does it look like in my home? And my home would look a lot different. Like if I didn't use my influence and speak up in my home, um, yeah, I, I mean, what would my home look like if my husband, his name is Dave, and if he was the one decorating and doing all the cooking and, I mean, just making every decision apart from me. Uh, it would look very, very, I mean, I, I'm afraid to say it might look kind of sad. <laughs> it might look round <laughs> It'd be horrible. Okay, tire. thank you. Yeah, thank you. It, it would be. Um, I didn't want to say that. So never, ever discount the influence that God has yeah. given yeah. you as his daughter yeah, and as a woman of the Lord. Uh, yeah, is this on? Yeah, it is. It is. Good, good. Okay. Uh, first, uh, a couple questions. One, uh, think through why the question is asked, okay? That's, that's an important thing. So is the question asked, why aren't women allowed to, to lead? Um, is that something in you that's unsettled because of who you are? Because uh, trust me, leadership is really hard, right? You know, watch out when you want leadership because there's, it always is costly. I'm telling you, you jump in, it, it'll cost you way more than you think. You'll be in the middle of something and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to have to deal with this. Uh, you know, when, when I was down the hallway, uh, you know, right next to Mike and uh, when I was on staff here, you know, they, they were just stuff that would come up and you kind of go, oh, yuck. Like, I don't want to know that about them. Like, like, why is this going on? 
Uh, so one, leadership is really hard. So if you're thinking like it's a glamour position, uh, let me tell you, it's not. Um, it, it'll cost you everything you want. So is it an issue that's your issue? It's, it's that I'm not resolved with playing the part that God has me play. And that has nothing to do about whether you are, will be a woman pastor or not, okay? okay that, that is not, but you have to resolve you first. Because if you're not resolved, the stuff that you have inside of you, that's going to affect everybody that you lead. Absolutely. Uh, case in point, everyone look at your mom and dad. Think of your mom and dad, right? Your mom and dad have problems or issues? Betsy, you're not allowed to answer this question. No, but, I mean, do your mom and dad not have issues? Yes. And do you not see them worked out in bad ways at home sometimes, right? I mean, do you not? Yes, right? You kind of go, oh, guys, I don't want to be like my dad that way. Oh, guys, why is my mom so much like that? If you don't resolve you and take care of you and figure out who God has made you to be, you will dump all of that same junk all that same crap on somebody else, okay? So is the question, I, why aren't women allowed to be a pastor? Is it because I, as a woman, I, I, I haven't resolved all who I am? Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, right? For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, right? The great verse, right? You've been saved by faith. You know, I, I got to know I'm a, I'm a sinner, that I'm completely forgiven, you know? And right after that, it says, for we are God's workmanship, his, his masterpiece, okay? And I'm telling you, most of us don't think we're a masterpiece. And if you don't resolve the fact that God has made you a masterpiece and gifted you in particular ways, you can't take step one in any kind of leadership. In fact, you, you, shouldn't, be a, you shouldn't help out leading in your, in your D group. You shouldn't help out anywhere. Because if you haven't resolved you, you're going to mess everything up, okay? So it has nothing to do with, we haven't even talked about women in ministry. We're talking about me. Or is it an issue? The other issue would be, sorry, I'm like, I'm on a sermon. So, sorry. <laughs> preaching this morning, Yeah, guys. so uh, we'll be done about 1 o'clock, I think. <laughs> uh, but the other issue is uh, many times we react because of bad leadership, and we've talked about that. Uh, that uh, <laughs> I was... I was privy to a conversation last night at my house last night, and it was like, oh, my, girls have different views of guys. Um, you know, it was one of those, it's like, hey, girls, I'm going to go and watch the football game. Um, and so many times, and I will tell you this, ladies, that many times men, because they haven't resolved their issues, uh, their leadership really hurts and is hard to follow. Right? Say it. Yeah, girls, come on. Come on. Are guys, are, do guys have it all together? No. no, not at all. And in fact, boy, last night it was like eye-opening. It was like, I got to get out of this room because I'm a guy. So, uh, but those two issues play a big part. Do I believe that I'm a masterpiece? See, because no matter where you are, whether you're a guy or a girl, whatever you do, there's going to be a role that you're just going to have to do kind of the quiet role. I, I, I'm, I guarantee you. I, I spent nine years down the hall, and my role wasn't like to be up front. My role, I, you know, the, the other pastor that I was with, we'd always laugh. We, we said, like, we're kind of like linemen, you know, because we, what we get to do here is push the pile. Well, is that okay that I just get to push the pile? Well, if I'm okay with the, who God has made me, then I can be okay with that role. But, but if I'm not, okay, it's going to mess everybody else up. So um, there's some great passages. We'll find them for you. And uh, one of them is, uh, I'll just give you a nice one. Go to 1 Corinthians 11. Just mark that in your, and, and it's one of the tough Issues, but there are a number of passages that you have to work around for the, the uh, women in ministry. And Paul had lots of women involved in ministry with him. Okay, scholars argue about certain people about whether that was a, a woman or not. Okay, I, you know, 
50%, more than 50%, how, what is the, the, the percentage? 50%, 52% of the people in the world are women? We're out right? guys. Is that what it is? It is. Yeah. So uh, regardless of whether you have a woman in, a, in an official role, you have to have women involved in leadership. Have to. You're just dumb if you don't in some sort of capacity. It, it, and it's okay to be th uh, the, the really strict sense that you say women cannot serve in any kind of leadership capacity uh, or to say, no, you know, women can be pastors and do everything. Okay, though that's not a salvation issue. It, it, and we can love people that are on both sides of that. So, sorry. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> hey, one thing, one thing I want to encourage you guys. Oh, oh broken glasses. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully those weren't your nice ones. They weren't my <laughs> nice ones. Uh, let's be honest. They, they look like you borrowed them from Helen. <laughs> um, Um, hey, one thing I want to encourage you guys to do. Here's, here's one thing, coming off of that. Um, all, of these, all of these panelists, all of, all of these people who are contributing to this, one of the main reasons they're able to answer these questions is because they spent a lot of time in this book right here on their own, preparing themselves. Like I said, I haven't prepared myself well enough for that question, but here's what I know that, I, that I'm doing. I am going to it, seeking wisdom. I know we talk about getting into God's word all the time, Here's the thing. There are questions that are going to come up in your life that you don't have the answer to until you have the answer to it. And that's, this is where you need to go look for it. Very much like these people are doing so that they can answer these questions for you. So we'll jump back in. We'll go uh, easier, a couple easier ones. So I'm going to answer a couple of these. Why are boys so dumb? Because they're immature, and so are you. That's the reality of it. We, we, feel, we feel like they are dumb because they're immature. So that's an easy one. That's why boys are so dumb. And guys, if you're going to like, why are girls so full of drama? Because they're immature, okay? That's really what it comes down to. We're dumb. They're, they're, they're in drama because we are immature. Um, what does JP stand for? John Paul. John Paul. Um, <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> so quick if you can condense it into um, like 30 seconds each, um, why did you start going to church? At, when and why did you start going to church? Just for everybody. I grew, I, this on? Okay. I grew up at the chapel in Akron, so that the chapel is the only church I've ever really gone to. Um, so I started going through my parents, um, raised in a Christian home, and it wasn't until a couple, I accepted the Lord at a five-day club, VBS type thing when I was younger, but then it wasn't until Camp Carl when I was, uh, in high school that I really rededicated my life to Christ and uh, and and that's kind of how I came to the Lord how I grew up in less than 30 seconds um, so yeah I grew up uh, by parents love Jesus and uh, so very familiar with church and growing up I always wanted to be a pastor uh, a preacher which is you know, kind of weird because usually kids want to be an astronaut or the president. And I, I just always want to be a preacher. And that stuck with me really um, until uh, who, who, we got athletes in the house. Of course. Yeah. OK, so it's so easy. Let me tell you, you got to find your identity in something other than uh, your your athletic um, career, because that will end in a moment. And likely no one in here will ever become a pro. Sorry to break your heart. Um, but I was I was a wrestler. Love that sport. Um, but that was kind of like less than 30 seconds ripped away from me. Identity crashed, really fell into partying, into girls. And uh, and that's what, uh, and I lived that life for about a year until <clears throat> then uh, one day the girl, I was with a girl, thought I was going to marry her. And then she was like, listen, I went, I went from dating Marshall, future pastor, to Marshall, you know, dude, who just parties all the time, uh, and, and so I'm done. And so finally, and that was just kind of like a, a rock-bottom moment for me um, where everything, my friends no longer wanted to be around me because I was only concerned about myself. And so, and I just, I never claimed to hear the audible voice of God, but I just, I felt, you know, sometimes you can just feel it. Um, I felt him say, Marshall, um, this heartbreak that you feel right now, this is the way I feel every single time you try to do things your own way. And so at that moment, I was like, all right, man, I'm ready to start doing things your way. And then, uh, Prayed for godly men, quickly came into my life. And so from there, I've uh, been a changed man. 35 seconds. Yeah. 
Um, you know what? My story is less about going to church, too, and, and more about, I, I call it a love story, in that um, I grew up in a church-going family, but it was in a little, it's a different denomination in a church in southern Indiana, and really didn't talk about the gospel. It was always a nice message, and part of my, part of my story is that I, um, my parents were very young. My mom was only 17 when she had me, and my parents got pregnant with me, and that's when they got married. So I'm just being real here. And it definitely impacted uh, my story. My parents have a great love story, and I love sharing their story too. But uh, when I was small, when I was little, my mom was very depressed. And I just, I turned into, maybe some of you can identify with this. I came in, I, I was that girl that was always good. And um, I thought if by being good, I made people happy. And I did. When I was good, my parents seemed happier. And you probably sometimes feel that too. Um, and so I was always trying to be good. But the problem is you can't be good enough for God. And it, for me, it wasn't until I went to college and I, at college, I went to a big state school in Indiana, Indiana University, and there was an organization called Campus Crusade. Some of you are college-bound uh, this year, and so I highly recommend looking up those parachurch organizations that made a big difference in my life. And it's where I learned that I didn't have to be good, that Jesus does that for me. And it was just like, I don't know, it was like God just wrapped me up in his great big security blanket and uh, reminded me that I am loved for who I am. So that's a little bit, that's my, my story in 35 sure. seconds, too. Um, at the risk of being a little bit cliche, but for the grace of God. Um, we, uh, my family grew up, we went to Catholic churches, and we were kind of in and out of churches, and just a lot of, like, bad family background. Um, and I had no idea who I was when I was your age, like no idea. Um, and my first year of college was really, really rough and I was in a lot of bad situations. Um, and I transferred to Waynesburg University where I met Brian, um, who was not the reason, sorry. Um, <laughs> my uncle, my uncle has been the constant source of Jesus in my life for as long as I can remember, and he, he worked there, and, um, you know, Jesus brought me there because I needed to be there, and, um, yeah, that's that's my less than 30-second story. Lots of details. Yes, tag on to that. For all of you, uh, you will figure out something to do after high school, whether it's the military, whether it's the workforce, or whether it's college, and here's what you need to start doing right now, praying and saying, hey, God, where are you calling me? Like, there may be a place that you want to go, but God doesn't want you there, and so the best way to avoid that is to ask God, hey, where are you calling me to? Like maybe God's calling you to what we call Frank Road High, uh, uh, what's community college? You know what I mean? Maybe he's calling you there. Maybe you're like, God, I've been, uh, my parents, my family, everybody went to Ohio State, but where are you calling me? He goes, maybe, maybe God's calling you to, to somewhere different. Maybe God is not calling you to college. Maybe he's calling you to something else. But that's the way to avoid those things is to pray and say, hey, God, lead me to where you want me to go so that you can end up where he wants you. Um, hey, Marshall, um, can one Christian be better than another, or is it either you are a Christian or you are not? Um, I think the thing that we all have to realize is... Um, that, yes, Jesus loves me a lot, but he also loves the dude on the corner slinging dope just as much as he loves me. Um, he loves us all the same. And, uh, yeah, does that answer your question? What, what, what was it? Can you read it one more time? I'm yeah, sorry. Um, <clears throat> can one Christian be better than another? Uh, or is it you are, you are Christian or you are not? No, I, I, don't, I don't think one is better than another. I think it's, uh, I think people can... This is, this is, this is a, we're all sinners. Yeah, we're, we're all sinners. I don't want to say something that I don't believe, but uh, people can definitely follow Jesus closer than um, than other people. But I don't think that makes them. It, it's it's like like your relationship with your with your father. You may have, uh, you know, if 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 you have a if you're blessed enough to have a father that is present, um, you may have siblings that just have a better relationship 
with him than you. And it's, it's not that your father may love them more or less. It's just they're more intentional about seeking that out. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's, yeah, it's I'm, I, can I just add to that, Ryan? I, yeah. I was going to say that, um, you know, I think the difference between – the difference between Christians, like we see Christians who are bearing fruit mm -hmm. and we see other Christians yeah, who are not. Yep. So maybe if you're trying to di differentiate better in that way, um, that, that might be what to look at is what kind of fruit are you bearing? Yeah. 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 And so to, to answer this, I think that there is a difference between you are saved or you are not saved. You are a, a disciple of Jesus or you are not a disciple. But within that, it is how, how aggressively are you pursuing him? What does that look like? And I think Carmen hit on it there. What does the fruit in your life look like? If you look at your life and you go, man, there's a lot of negative fruit that I'm producing and that I'm taking on, then that probably tells you you need to, you need to turn away from some things and turn back to Jesus. Uh, and so I think, I think Marshall and Carmen hit it on the head. The, the, the question is, how intimately, how actively are you pursuing Jesus? Or is it like, hey, I gave my life to Christ and now I can do what I want. No, no, no. We need to pursue Jesus every single day so that the fruit that we bear can show others who is inside of us. So that's, that's awesome. These are great questions. Yeah. Um, so um, this one's for Emily. Um, Emily, how do you deal with the recent events at Perry High School with the suicides? Um, you know, that's a really challenging thing. I'm at the middle school, so I've, we've been affected in a much different way. Um, and, you know, I, I pray for my kids. I pray for my school. Because, and it, with our last issue, it was a student at our school. Um, not a whole lot of people knew him. He was kind of new to school. And so I've, I have felt very removed for, from it. Um, but a lot of prayer, you know. Pray for the hearts of my kids and for our staff. Um, because I... Being in kind of a removed situation, um, there's not much interaction that I've had with it. I hope that answers. Um, so this, uh, one of our students said, I am the only minor in my workplace. Um, and how do essentially, uh, I'm the only minor in my workplace. How do, I how do I remain godly when my coworkers do not make godly decisions? I want to stay likable while still remaining godly. Anyone? Yeah, I guess I could start. I mean, that's, uh, so that's not going to go away. You know, I, I work with people that are, you know, I'm 40, I think I'm 45, 45. <laughs> And, uh, After I, 40, your mind starts to go. So that won't go away. I work with, I work with a group of people right now that I, 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 walk, I, I struggle with that today at Diebold. I've been there a long time. And I, so that won't go away. Um, I think, though, that you have to decide at some point who do you want to please more. Do you want to please your coworkers or do you want to please the Lord? Um, but that's going to be something that you may struggle with a long time because – if we're all if we're all in the right circles of people, we want to be around people that are not believers. You know, we want to be hanging out with people that aren't saved because if we're just with all of our Christian people all the time, that's not where we're supposed to be. Um, it is a challenge though when they're joking and they're acting like goofballs, and you know, because some things they say are funny, you know, and you kind of want to laugh. And it's, but it, so it, it's hard. Um, but I just think that, you know, a lot of times, I even notice with forty-year-old men that do that that. They just want to, you know, we all have a need to be, um, we all have a need to, we want attention from something. We all want loved from somewhere. And a lot of times they're just doing that because they want attention from their friends. That makes them feel good, you know. I just think you have to decide if, if uh, you know, without making the person feel horrible when they say a, a crude joke, say, oh, my gosh, you're such a sinner. But you can just kind of not laugh, maybe not laugh as much, maybe, you know, um, pray for them try to reach out to them, but it, it, it's hard. But I think at some point you have to decide, you know, am I living for the group of guys at work that are, you know, being crude and crass, or am I living for the Lord? And it's, just, it, it's a challenge. And I think on the note of, like, remaining godly, right, you need to surround yourself with godly people outside of 
your workplace. Yeah. Because if you're surrounding yourself with godly people, um, that's that's going to rub off on you. And you, it's not that you don't interact with the people at work, but you you stay true to who you are um, and continue to seek God outside of that. I mean, there's it's, you're going to go through periods of your life where you feel a lot farther away from Christ and those are periods that you're not surrounding yourself with other people who are seeking Christ. So continuing to do that, whether that's like, especially like Carmen said, on a college campus, you need to find that group of people. Because if you don't have that group of people, it's going to be really hard to continue in your relationship with God. If you're, if you're always looking to be liked, uh, you're going to have a low impact. Sorry to break it to you. Um, it's just, it's just the reality of it. One more, to, one more to answer uh, from each of you. Um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Someone asked, what is your favorite uh, fruit of the Spirit? Favorite or most important? Um, it's not one word. Patience. There you go. I'm going to pick the first three. Love, joy, peace. There we go. Uh, yeah, I would say joy. Um, you know, everyone's looking to be happy. Um, but happiness, you know, I, I do believe that. I feel like Christians are always like, oh, joy. Joy's good. Joy's what you want. And happiness, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, it's like, it's like listen, I am, I, am, I am pro-happiness, okay? If Michelle wanted to serve me a bowl of ice cream and rub my back whenever we get home, I'm, that would make me happy. That's his happy, wife, by the way. Michelle happy, is his wife. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> happiness, happiness, is always, happiness is always circumstantial, though. Um, and so happiness is, is because of your circumstances, but joy is in spite of it. So joy is kind of like, to me, that's, I just view that as the domain of God's people. So uh, joy, absolutely. One word. That's yeah, right. I think I would say uh, gentleness is probably the one I like the best, but I think self-control is probably the one I struggle with the most. So, um, But gentleness is probably the one I like the best. You can tell everyone up here that struggles with self-control is the one who said more than one word. Um, based off of Griffin. Here's the cool thing about the fruit of the Spirit. It is not the fruits of the Spirit. It is the fruit of the Spirit. And when we enter into a relationship with Jesus and the Spirit does a work in us, we receive all of those. Some may be more difficult than, than others for us, but we receive all of those because it is the fruit of the Spirit. It is that good fruit that was spoken of. If you see that in people, there is a good chance that they are following Jesus. The other cool thing about that next, uh, this upcoming um, this upcoming fall, which is a really long time, we're going to spend um, a good chunk of our, our teaching time working through the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to spend time looking at each one uniquely and individually. And so um, with that, um, I know that there were a lot of questions that went unanswered, and I apologize for that. This literally, to answer all these questions, we'd have to be here probably till Tuesday, continuing to filter through these questions. Um, but just some, some, some quick ones um, that, that are easy one-word one answers. Um, if you asked it, you know the answer. I think it's LeBron. Um, whoever said, I love you, I love you as well. Um, and then um, I don't know how much wood a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. A couple of you actually asked that question. If, you, if you're questioning if that's real, it's really in my list. Um, and then um, there was one last one. that I can't find. And so here's the thing. If your question went unanswered, if your question went unanswered, I apologize. Like I said, there's not enough time to answer all these questions, but here's what you can do. You can talk to any one of these people. Any, any of these people say, hey, can I grab a cup of coffee? I want to be a little bit bold. My question didn't get answered. And say, hey, can we sit down and talk through these questions? If you're part of a small group, bring it up in your small group. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're like, hey, I don't know, there's adults in this room that are dying to talk to you. Go and talk with them. Say, hey, will you buy me a cup of coffee, adults in the room? I think you'd be more than happy to do that. But let's talk about these things. These are really good questions. There are some hard questions to answer, too. There are some really difficult questions. A lot of you are asking questions about relationships and boundaries and all of these different things. The cool thing about that, come April and May, we're doing a four-week uh, sex and dating series. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. I know. I'm excited for it as well. But that's coming up. That's coming up. And so here's the thing. Don't let these questions go unanswered. 
Don't let them go unanswered. It's impossible for us to answer all of them right now, but don't let them go unanswered. Here's the other thing, too. I challenge you. Talk to your parents about them. Talk to your parents about it. I know it might be a difficult conversation, but they're dying to have those, 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 those conversations with you. A couple quick announcements. They're coming up here. Quick, let's buzz through these. Need you quick on the, quick on the keyboard back you. there. Sam. In the back. Sammy, quick, hit me with my, my announcements. I got to run through these real quick. First one is... Apologetics course. If you are a senior in the room, we have this apologetics course that's kicking off in a couple weeks. It's going to be in room 123. It's for seniors only. Um, Craig Palencius and Dan Thompson is, are going to lead through this. It's a six-week series on uh, 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 like ABF classroom kind of thing where you have the opportunity to learn how to defend your faith, especially as you take that step out of high school. So the apologetics is for seniors only. Keep going. Bear with me. Community groups kick off this week. It's at the Grosco's house, 6.30 to 8 o'clock in green this Wednesday. That's coming up. Next one. Beach camp. Hey, we are more. We are more than 50% full. We're getting close to 75% full, meaning we've only got a handful of spots left. So if you want to be a part of beach camp on those dates, the 17th to the 22nd of June, make sure you sign up quickly. The other thing, come February 15th, the price goes up. So sign up sooner. It's cheaper. Next one. Girls GSM, uh, GSM Girls Night. So Hannah Shaw is, is certifiably insane because she wants to invite all of the ladies of the ministry, sorry guys, all the ladies to a sleepover or at her house on the 20th of January at 7, 7 p.m. Hannah, where are you at? Yeah. Hannah, stand up. That's Hannah. You're going to go to her house. Woo, yeah. Tons of fun. Hey, text, text Hannah, text me, or email us for information. Boom. Thank you so much, Hannah. We love you guys. You get to sleep in the next morning. Next one. Mexico. Next, uh, in two weeks, on the 21st, we have our Mexico meeting. We are taking a group of high school students and a handful of adults going to Mexico in July. The meeting is on the 21st. This is an informational meeting, but this is also a meeting where you can ask questions that I hopefully haven't thought of so that I can find answers for you. So if you guys want to go to Mexico with us, spots are limited for that. We want to take as many as we can, but sign up for that Mexico. Last one, I think. Small groups start up again either this week or next week. If you're part of a small group, talk to your leader, figure out when you guys are starting. If you're like, hey, I blew it. I really missed out on an opportunity to start and jump into small groups, and I'm really wanting to be a part of it. Let me know, and we'll see what we can do to work you into a small group. Was that the last one, Sam? One also, more. You, this is a true last oh. one. Oh, this one I'm really excited about. Next Sunday, we are pausing this. We are not starting this. Next Sunday, we are doing a one-off message called Reckless. We're going to talk about the love that Jesus has for each and every one of us. I am excited for that, but I'm even more excited to dive into God's word with you as we look at the study of James. That's coming up in two weeks. The mirror, that's all we have for you guys. Have an awesome if day. If you Thanks left you. a jacket, if you're missing a brown jacket, it's been sitting in the corner of our basement for, I don't know, a month or two. If you lost your coat? I think it's, it's a lady's jacket. There it's you in go. Our basement. Awesome. Brown. Hey, guys, have an awesome day. Brown we'll see you guys coat. back here next week. <laughs>